Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sophie, and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for fat positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. In this episode, we're talking about fat babes who roller skate with the patron saint of fat roller skating, Courtney Shove. But first, it's time for our SAF book club. You know the drill. This past week, we read Chapter 7, Good Health to Uplift the Race. Lynn wants to connect the whole water equals health idea from the John Kellogg's of this chapter to the modern meme where like you ask someone, wow, you look so good. How do you do it? And they're like, oh, I just drink a lot of water, even though the answer is actually white supremacy. Yelly and Layla both had thoughts about vegetarianism in this chapter. Yelly had some questions about the lingering ties to white supremacist ideas and Layla's thinking about who has the privilege in this world of eating vegetarian. Pointing you to the show notes for more on all that and for my questions and read chapter eight for next week. So proud of you all for doing this with us. We'd also like to give a shout out to our fat babysitters club. Thank you to Macy Adkins, Samantha Gutierrez Rice, and Georgia Savoca for joining the club. Hope you brought your friendship bracelets. Content note, brief discussion of an abusive relationship in this episode. Okay, the episode's about to start. If you haven't rewatched the DCOM brink yet, you better pause right now. Go watch it and come back. Oh, you're in your car? Pull over on a side road. I'll give you my Disney Plus login. I'm here with Courtney Shove to talk about being a fat, roller skating, diva, amazing person. <laughs> We wanted to have you introduce yourself by talking a little bit about what you do and your connection to fat justice. All right. Well, um, everyone calls me Shove, and definitely I live my life on roller skating, and I'm all about fat representation. Alongside with that also goes just being Black and queer, and I kind of take all my intersectionalities and combine them to do the best job I can at representation in the skate community and just the world, period. Thank you so much for being here with Thank us. You. What's one thing you've been doing in quarantine to take care of yourself? Well, we saved up enough money and that's me and my girlfriend and we had someone build a ramp in our backyard. So now I think that need to skate and kind of get my body moving and like challenge myself that kind of helped because now when I'm stressed, I can just go out there and just slam myself against the ramp, which sounds bad, but put it all onto the, put it on the yes. ramp. You leave it all on the ramp. On the ramp. Oh my God. You know, like why cry? I can skate it Every out. <laughs> oh my God. I go straight to Disney Channel original movie whenever I'm talking about skating. That's just like, Brink is like what's in my blood because of 
like what age I was when I saw that movie. Have you? Did you like grow up watching those as well? No, no? I didn't. I don't. I was. I mean, I I bladed when I was a kid a little bit, and then I had a I had a skateboard and like all those things. But then like I just stopped everything and then I was 30 and I was like guess I'll get some roller skates and join derby all of a sudden <laughs> oh my god that's amazing I rewatched Brink recently actually it has like definitely a character that was one of my first like queer girl crushes growing up before I realized <laughs> like that she was a queer girl crush I just thought she was like really cool they're all about blading it's just like it was like a very 90s, very 90s <laughs> Disney culture. Oh, my. I'll have our editor, Layla, drop a clip from breaking here for the other 90s babies. You know what I'm talking about? All right, we go side by side. When you get to the relay point, you got to slap the next guy's hand or girl's hand. Thank you. Whatever. Before it can go. Or she can go. Thank you. Chrissy, call the start. Let's go. Talk much. Get set. I like that in a man. Go. Okay, let's get into the meat of it. The meat of it. So, shove. That's such a cool name. God, skating is so cool. It makes you seem so cool. Well, until you say, like, people are like, what's your name? You're like, shove. And they're like, oh, sure. Or shelf. And you're like, no, like, push and shove. (laughs) So now I say shove, like, push and shove before they say some random name. But yes. (laughs) Okay. Can you tell me about the origin story for your name and how you got into skating and all of that? Yes. I felt like, well, I guess it starts with me being in a relationship that definitely was not healthy (laughs) but you know when you're in an unhealthy relationship and you don't really realize till you're out and you're like whoa like I would have never let any friend or family member get in that situation so I was always like very outspoken and wore what I wanted and like my road to body positivity and like fat acceptance was pretty good but then I got into this relationship and he was extremely controlling and I couldn't dress a certain way. I got to the point where it was like, send me a picture of what you're going to wear before you went out. And I thought that was okay. So I started wearing, covering myself more, stopped doing anything. Oh, boy. Yeah. Didn't have any hobbies. Like the only thing I still did was like paint because that was something that kept me at home. I lost all my like relationships that were like just friendships, male and female because of jealousy, just a lot. And I started realizing like I was really alone and losing who I was. And one of my friends that I still talk to was like, hey, I went to a roller derby orientation and it was so cool and I think you'd like it. And I was like, oh my God, I used to want to do derby like so bad when I was younger. Like, but I didn't have health insurance. And I was like, you definitely should have health insurance. We're going to have someone slam into you. Yeah. (laughs) And then like, I was like, we didn't have time or money. And I was like, I have time, money and health insurance now. Like, that would be great. And it was actually the first time I stood up to my ex at the time and was like, I want to buy roller skates. I want to join Derby and I'm going to do wow. this. I said, it's going to be good because it's like, it's exercise. I'll have female relationships again. I'm doing this no matter what you say. And like, well, obviously I'm with a woman now. So that, that kind of just spiraled into me finding myself again and like just becoming a back finding my path back to who I was. So yeah, I just say roller skating saved my life for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, we're, you know, 
into prison abolition and anti the carceral state but like i will kill him <laughs> if you want me to i know that's what all my friends say like when i started like there's still a lot of like trauma there so i don't talk about everything yeah. that happened but like when i start opening up to my friends they're like why didn't you tell me i can't believe you let that oh happen like and i'm just no it's not like yeah. that that's not the way it is for abusive relationships yeah. it is not ever your fault but we will as a family <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we need to. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so you started skating, and that and that's how you got into roller derby. Yes. Okay, so tell me about your roller derby community. I have only like seen roller derby adjacently. Like I don't know much about it. At all. <laughs> well, most people are like, I saw Whip It. <laughs> yeah, basically, and, and that's my extent. Uh, roller derby is amazing because it's like ran by the league. So it's one of those places you go and you can be trans, you can be all from all backgrounds. Like they, even if you don't have the finances, usually they have scholarships because the one thing about derby is it is expensive, but the sense of community you get is like no other. And it kind of feels, some will joke that it's kind of like a cult. And like, if you're in a relationship with someone that's not in Derby, we call them widows because Derby, yeah, because oh Derby becomes like your whole life. Wow. I loved it because it was like pushing myself. Like, I remember when I first showed up, I was like, I don't know how to stop. I don't know how I have these skates and I can go forward. And that's an extent of what I can do. Yeah. And I never felt any sense of fat phobia, which I was worried about because I was definitely one of the largest people when I showed up. And then, but everyone was just so accepting and like help push you just like everyone else, which I loved. And that's why I stayed for as long as I did. And the only reason I left was because I wanted to start going to cosmetology school. So it's like on pause for now, but definitely I'll go back one day because it was like a giant family. And I loved that. And I love seeing like we call them fresh meat when they first join. And so you have these little freshies come in and then like, I'll usually look for there's always like the one other fat kid and you're like, oh my gosh, yes. And so you're like, I'm going to work with them because like, or people will even pair me with them. And at first I was like, are you just putting us together because we're both fat? But then I remember like, people are like, well, you're kind of like this role model for fat skaters. So like, if they're feeling like they can't do it because they're fat, you're an example that they can do it. And like, you know how to get through to them that like, no matter what size you can push yourself and you can build those muscles and you can like being fat doesn't equate being unhealthy and that they can't do it. So I was like, you're right. So now that you're on a pause from roller derby, do you do like, are you involved? Is there like a skating community? Oh, like we've seen. Oh, yes. Okay. Tell me, tell me. Once you see it and once you're in it, you notice it's everywhere. But the skate community is like this huge subculture and especially in Long Beach because there's skate parks all around us. Moxie roller skates was born in Long Beach. So, like, I feel like I see a roller skater almost every time I leave out here. But then if I go to, like, random places to skate, people look at me like I'm an alien just floating by. <laughs> like, really? like, what are you on? And they're like, are you on? And then they're always like, rollerblades. And I'm like, they're roller skates. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But the community is, like, oh, I love the skate community so much. And I don't know how in three years I became what they call a leader in the skate community. It's because, like, the skate community definitely does not stand any kind of homophobia, racism, fat phobia, anything. But the problem was there wasn't really any fat people on skates when I started, really. Especially yeah. the kind in Derby, yes, there's a huge plus size Derby community. But when it comes to just street skating and park skating, you don't see too many people with my shape or size. So I feel like that's kind of why I blew up so fast because it was like, this is different. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, uh, like people wanted that representation. Yeah. They wanted to see you. Do it was that. crazy. And then Moxie Roller Skates, like the creator and brand owner, Estrogen, she would see me skating and then she found me on Instagram. And then next thing I know, it was on the Moxie skate team, which is like something you dream of being when you're like roller skating. You're like, Moxie girls, this is this whole thing. And like, <laughs> it'll never happen. But like, I dream of it. And then like one day she asked me to be on the team and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh. And what does it mean to be on the Moxie team? It's like a skate sponsorship. They actually, the new thing they're doing is they're going to. Okay. That is like yeah. brink. That is what happens yeah. in brink. So I understand that. <laughs> so okay. they're actually getting rid of the word team because she wants it to be not so exclusive. She wants to have a flow of free skates to a lot of skaters, which she already does. So we're kind of like a little skate family. We go to parks together. We do photo shoots together. Like we test out. Like I just went before this to get some wheels to test out. So it's like all the kind of like insider stuff. I'm also like working for them right now, like processing orders. So like, I don't know, like it just I never thought I'd be able to live off of skating and like I'm doing it right now. And it's pretty cool. Dude, for you, skate is life. You're living the dream. I literally have a tattoo that says skate or die, but it's like skate and live. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm loving this. Wow, I'm going to rewatch Brink again after <laughs> this. This is making me really want to get into this. I like uh, used to rollerblade when I was a little kid, but we didn't really have roller skates. I don't know why. you were there lame was, like, if you had roller you know. skates in the 90s. Like, yeah, if you went to the yeah. skate rink and, like, they'd be like, we have rollerblades or skates. And if you didn't have rollerblades, like, inlines, they'd make fun of you. So you were like, uh, like right? I want to be cool, mom. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And now it's like cool to have roller skates again. They were like more sporty somehow yeah, or something like exactly. that. But I always thought blades or the skates were cool because it's like like kind of a retro look too. Yes. Like it's fun. And I feel like it's and harder like, though. Like I was like, I bladed. This is going to be so easy. And then I strapped it. No, I think nope. it's definitely harder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we ha- we found a pair of my mom's old ones one time when she- from when she was a teen and I like fell over immediately. I was like, oh, this is much different. This is harder. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we have some listener questions for you. Basically, a lot of people have written in and they want to get into skating as yes. well, but they're fat and they're because of <laughs> that's our audience <laughs> and they want to know where they can find skates, padding, like safe ways to practice, etc. And like other, you know, so if you have any recommendations for people in fat bodies who want to get into skating that might feel some like barriers to entry, what would you say? I would say there's a lot of misinformation out there. And I'm almost glad that I didn't even Google can fat people skate. I was just like, I'm going to do it (laughs) without question. Yeah. Because my number one questions like are, I heard there's a weight limit on the skate like blah blah and I'm like well I'm about 150 pounds over that skate (laughs) that weight limit and I'm still wearing them because a lot of your roller skates will come with what's called a nylon plate and they flex so there's this whole rumor out there where does the plate it's on the bottom of the uh, skate okay so that's what the wheels are attached to and everything the trucks there's a whole anatomy of the skate but basically that's what a lot of your weight will sit on Uh, So people are often telling people like, well, if you're larger, you can't have a nylon plate because you'll break it. It'll snap, which I've never had a plate snap on me. I have some metal plates, but even skinny people 
break nylon plates. It's how hard you are yeah. or just how they're built. So don't be afraid of like, I have to spend an extra $100 or $300 to get the most expensive thing because it's more fat friendly. That's a lie. Especially if you're new, just get the regular ones. I would say if you have like a chubby little foot like me <laughs> and or you got some nice luxurious like little cankles on you, then uh, you don't really want a stiff skate. You want something that's going to mold with your foot and stretch with your foot. So that's why I like Moxie's it's because the lolly boot even though it's pricey it'll last years it's suede and it can stretch up to two sizes so it will okay. go with that and then they also that brand does offer wide sizes too if you're okay. want to be more cost effective there are other things out there like sure grip and impala but they're not gonna last that long so if you're like i don't know i'm just gonna test this out go ahead like i don't know if you follow or keep up with nicole Breyer at all the comedian she's a oh nicole yes. buyer yes <laughs> nicole buyer she just started roller skating <laughs> oh my gosh and it's great i'm like yes another fat black woman out there like you do yeah like my, my, i love my her. dream is like that one day like i'll be skating in la and then she'll see me on her skates and we'll become skate <laughs> sisters but <laughs> oh my god let's make that happen <laughs> right? oh my god yeah. But uh, yeah, me, her, and Lizzo, that's the dream, all on roller skates. But yes. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, there's just a lot of misinformation out there. And that's why a lot of people message me constantly. And so I'm always on my phone all day just like answering these questions. The second thing is gear. You're going to need knee pads, at least knee pads. And, you know, we're all in large bodies. We know that our knees and thighs are tend to be really big. But our elbows and our wrists aren't necessarily like this extra large size that our legs have. So a lot of the things they offer, they'll fit our wrists and our elbows, but not our knees. So I call it like okay. Frankensteining my pads. Like you have to cut, add stuff, <laughs> take a strap off, figure it out. I actually just worked with Moxie with my own measurements. And we're going to start a pre-sell of the thick set pad set. So oh, hell yes. yeah. what sizes do they so go up to? That's awesome. They only went to large, extra large. And this one's going to be about a 2X, 3X, but it stretches even longer with an extension. Okay, so it's getting yeah, there. Yeah, so it's, it's getting, getting there. there. Moxie is one of these brands that like everyone in skating knows. So you have all these people that feel left out and we're like, we're in a marginalized body. We want to skate, but we're not represented. We don't have the options to buy stuff even if we want to. And there's a lot of misinformation out there. So like, that's kind of like my job is like, especially when COVID's over and I can do more content creating, it's like just like finding these other fat skaters and like making sure they're seen, uh, seen as well. I actually just edited a skate reel that I'm waiting to for it to come out and it's only fat skaters. And I'm like, I can't oh, wait. Yeah. I can't wait for it to come out. It's like 18 of us. <laughs> but yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so we'll put links to that in the show notes. And also if you have any other recs for larger than 3X because yes. there's – probably there's definitely people oh like goodness. i you know who i would probably maybe fit into that but i would want to try s skating and so if there's other mm -hmm. places that you recommend too or other just like like you said frankenstein options we'll put some of those in the show notes <laughs> yeah definitely too. tips and tricks right jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. 
That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's great. actually a company off of the East Coast called Chub Club and they do a bunch of like Ooh. skate art on their clothes and patches and they're trying to get up to I think a 5X, 6X so they're just looking for a t-shirt placement. Great. So anyone listening that knows like about large t-shirts and bulk, look for yes. Chub Club. They want to buy shirts that fit all bodies. They want super fat bodies to rock their stuff too. We're trying to get the protection gear but there's definitely skates. Your feet will fit in those skates. You will fall. Yes. You'll probably be safer because you have the fat surrounding your bones. So yeah. <laughs> I definitely feel like I should have broken more often, but I had a lot of cushion. <laughs> oh, my God. I honestly am afraid of falling down. Like, as an adult, you don't fall down that much anymore. Yes. You have that fear. You're like, I know it'll happen. But I just say, like, my dad actually told me this a long time ago. He said it's not a matter of if you'll fall. It's just when you'll fall. Because, like, even the pros, like, yeah. the people are like, I've been skating for 30 years. They're falling constantly. <laughs> so. No, it's a thing you got to be ready for, yeah. I think, if you do it. I was telling my boyfriend, Victor, that I was like, yeah, we're, like, doing this skating episode. And, like, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of queer skaters. And I might want to lean into that as part of my, like, exploring my, like, queer identity mm-hmm. stuff. And he was like, you want to skate? You're going to fall down and break your face. <laughs> I was like, Yeah. So that's everyone's reaction. You're like, I don't care. But that's the thing. Like you do fall and but you learn how to get back up. And that's part of it. It's literally a metaphor for life. So you notice the more you skate, the more empowered you feel. It's crazy. A lot of roller skaters are high anxiety. Like, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of us are anxious. Like almost every skater, like you're like at the the, the skate park having a panic attack. And then they're like, don't oh my worry. god! I know a breathing exercise that I use for this. You're like you too. <laughs> like, oh my god! Or like people at Derby bouts like puking because they're having an anxiety attack in between the like ha- halftime, and you're just like everyone's a spaz, and we're all like the end of the world is happening. But at the same time, we're skating, and that's like our outlet at the same time. Oh my god! <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> that's so fun. Oh my gosh! Tell us how you've been skating in quarantine. I know you mentioned you built a little track in the back and how has skating quarantine felt different than normal skating for you? Oh, in the beginning, it was really hard because I had two injuries last year, one on my knee and then my ankle. I twisted my ankle on Halloween, one in skates and one out of skates. And my ankle Dang. one, I, I didn't want to go back and get an x-ray because I was like, I just went to the hospital for my knee and my knee just got a little better. And I was just like, I couldn't really skate. The pain literally stopped right before quarantine. So I was still skating, but I was like babying it because I was like, I'm in pain. So I felt like, oh, now I can finally skate, but all the skate parks are closed and you shouldn't be out anyways. And I was like really afraid to leave the house in the beginning. Like it was, I was stressed out. I even took two weeks off work because I was just like, it's everywhere. I was washing my hands so much that I was like getting like, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, it was. I was just like, I can't do this. I was looking at the my phone in the news so often that 
my girlfriend had to just like grab my phone and be like, stop it. Can we watch something else in the news? It was the whole thing. Like I was like, we're all going to die. Yes. This is <laughs> my worst fears happening. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. It was rough. Yeah. And I'm usually the person that like goes skating on the beach path or all downtown Long Beach and just like goes, gets coffee, gets ice cream, like lives my best life. And it was like that to just like locked indoors and maybe skating like on my back patio. And it's just not the same. It's not pretty back there. I'm alone with my thoughts. I still was just like thinking of putting myself down because I wasn't challenging myself. And it was just all bad. So it took me a while. And then once the world like kind of opened up again, they were like the beach pass open, but you can't just be hanging out. And I was like, I'm going to the beach path and like yeah. skating and like bombing a hill. And it was like the best feeling because bombing a hill feels like you're flying. You feel weightless. The air is like going through your hair and you're like, I'm free. And it's the best feeling in the world. And after that, I was like, I feel whole again. <laughs> like, oh, uh, yes, good. But then like, yeah. And then the ramp skating, like I wasn't that good at park skating before. And within a week of having the ramp, I was like, wow, I'm like, I've advanced so much. So it's just repetition. So that's been my skate adventure since. That's yeah, awesome. the world's opening more and more. And I've been skating with some friends, but like, it makes me a little nervous because I'm like, should we be around each well, skating's other? skating's a great... <laughs> I mean, skating is a great quarantine activity because you can stay six feet to 10 feet yeah. away from each other. You can wear your mask like there's, you know, and you're outside. Yeah. So you're you're OK. Yeah, but people kind of in the skate community, a lot of people know me. So they want to like give me a hug or come close and take a picture. And I'm just like, no, 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 like air hug. No, no, like, we're not doing that right now. Not like, now. Sorry. Get it later. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> don't do that right now. Yeah. Okay, so we've seen a few Black Lives Matter events for skaters. Mm -hmm. Have you participated in any or seen any or has skating yes. been like part of activism for you? It yes. has. So I went to the first Rise and Skate. That is something that Moxie kind of came up with. Some of the skaters of color on the that not really team anymore, I would say employees, they came up with was just kind of like a way to recharge a miss all the other protests was like, let's get our bodies moving so we feel good and like have good energy in the day. So we all met up around 8am. And some people had signs we met at the bluffs in Long Beach. And there was like a little shrine of all the black lives that have been taken from us and some of the local lives that have been taken from us from police. So we met up, we stood in a circle in our skates, and we just kind of like put good intentions about the day. And so that, there were a lot of protests happening later on. So it was kind of a way to be like, let's remember why we're doing this, that this is a safe space for everyone. And then we just skated in a huge group. I think there was like 50 of us just through the streets of Long Beach. And it was beautiful. People were honking their horns. They knew exactly what we were doing. It was very peaceful. Everyone stayed together. We were helping skaters that were new. And then at the end, I led singing happy birthday because it was on Brianna Taylor's birthday. Yeah. Wow. So. What do you think skating will look like post quarantine? Do you think more people will wear masks? Do you think that people will be trying to like do outdoor derby without physical contact or so? Like, what do you think people might do? Do you have any predictions? Well, one, they don't have to be accurate. I'm just uh, curious. There will definitely be a lot, a lot more skaters in probably the emergency room, and I will tell you why. I don't know if you know yeah. this, but skates have sold out. Since quarantine started. They what? So all roller skates have sold out since quarantine. Really? So it was like everyone got their stimulus check and was like, oh, I'm buying those roller skates. 
Oh, my God. Yeah. No skates are even, like, going to start coming out till, like, August. And some are back ordered till October. And people are still like, I'll wait. I'll buy them. I'll wait for them. It's worth it. And it's, like, something that's been huge forever in the black community and rink culture. But when it comes, like, park skating and just kind of cruising through the streets, that's starting to grow more and more, like, yeah, everyone's saying it's because of TikTok, but that might be part of it with, like, the younger crowd because they're like, oh, look how fun that looks dance skating. But it's something that's been around forever, but now people are like, the gyms were closed, they couldn't surf. So all these yes. people were like, I'll go into roller skating now. So I think once everything's hopefully soon, but who knows. <laughs> Let's think positive. Let's say it ended right at the end of summer. Yes. There's going to be thousands of new skaters out there. So... It's going to be a lot of people that are just trying to learn how to skate because they're going to get their skates and realize how hard it is at first. (laughs) I'll have to offer a lot more like skate classes and stuff. So I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be a learning curve for our a lot of new skaters realizing what the skate community is because there's a lot of people that have started to follow me and my friends that are like I don't even have my skates yet but they're like really engaged in the skate community and they're really here for it so they, they're kind of becoming a sense of the community I think there's gonna be when it comes to derby it's been canceled till next year because they just don't I think there was yeah. like some rule like I think that's the right choice, TBA. Because you're too close. You're touching. Like, even if you're just practicing far away, I don't know. (laughs) That's too many people together. And it's indoors. And you couldn't have games because once you – yeah. It's just like – so it's definitely till next year. I think everything's just going to be changed. And, like, things are changing for the better in the community while this is happening because I think everyone's sitting at home and they're seeing things. So, like – White people realize that cops were murdering black people because COVID. They had no distractions. So in skating, people started realizing what companies were also doing racist things or homophobic things. So they have been getting called out. So like, yeah. So like skating community is just a microcosm of the regular world. So we have the same issues, but we are just faster taking care of it because we're smaller. We just, like, I think this one company, they did something and I was like, hey, this isn't right. Like, what are you doing? Two weeks later, like, RollerCon, this huge roller derby convention that happens every year in Las Vegas, they pulled them and they donated the money they made off of their stand to Black Lives Matter. And, like, in two weeks, wow. like, imagine if we could solve what's going on now in two weeks. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. So that's the kind of power in the skate community. We do not stand things. And once the word gets out, it spreads like wildfire. And then we're like, how do we fix it? Yeah. Wow. So. Can you talk more about the connection between, like, that you were just mentioning between black culture, rink mm-hmm. culture? and skating i don't know anything yeah, about that. so there's actually a really good documentary called united skates amazing Ooh, it's cool. on hbo okay. so good and it kind of talks about how there's always been kind of like racism in skating so if you ever go to a skate rink you might see a flyer and it says adult night an adult night is when they play hip-hop and r&b and it's code for just black night <laughs> Yeah, oh. and this is something that's always happening. It's be like soul night or funk night or hip hop. Now it's turned into adult night, and people know that's when all the black people are going to come out and skate. So it kind of sucks because a lot of these rinks will have rules as well that are like 
Don't have micro wheels, no sagging. You can't have your headphones in. Just like multiple things that are usually things that in black culture we do when we skate at rinks because you'll see like the coolest freaking moves. I was trying to think about that old movie with Lil Bow Wow that came out and he was like a rink dancer back in the 90s. I can't remember what it's called, but... I know what you're talking about. But yeah, so so it's like that kind of like crazy moves, like dance outs on your skates. So every major city in the country has a certain style. So like in Chicago and in the South, it'll be really big. There is some in LA, but I feel like, or if you go to Venice Beach, you'll see them on Sundays, like in dance circles. So it's something that's predominantly black. And so what happened, a lot of skaters are upset because on TikTok, like this white girl that has a lot of followers got on roller skates and did like a very simple dance and then blew up and everyone was like, oh my gosh, you brought back roller skating. And it's like, roller skating's been back. (laughs) Like, and it's been huge in the black community. And it's like, know where skating came from. Like, I don't know, but there's a... Wow. The same like cultural patterns really do get replicated in every freaking bit of culture mm-hmm. it's like every every single place is the same thing yeah that's wild okay i want to watch that documentary we will link it in the show notes as well because that is an aspect i knew that like there was a lot of queer skate culture because of what's it called what's the sport R- i'm losing my words what are you doing Roller derby. what are you <laughs> yes derby <laughs> thank you brain my brain's farting all over the place Roller derby is like very clear. yeah. Um, Except for uh, funny story about that, the league I joined, I thought there's gonna be lesbians everywhere and other bisexuals and just queer people everywhere. And I went and I was like, yeah. there's hardly any queer people here. Really, <laughs> like, every league's different. And but when you go to roller con, yes. you're like definitely you're like, oh, you're straight. You're the you're they're the outsider here. Like, but... oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you have any other recommendations for people who might be uneducated like me about the history of skating culture, about the connection between skating culture and activism, or about black, fat, queer history and skating? Well, any crazy. of those? It's some things I didn't even know until like recent when things were starting to happen was that to help fight segregation, there used to be skate-ins. So people would skate with their, like, in the freaking 60s and have signs and protests. And I was like, I didn't even know that. So I think it's, the more, there's more information popping up, the more you Google. There's an Instagram called by POC Who Skate. And they have a lot of information about just, like, skating. And it's all focused on Black and Indigenous skaters. They'll have takeovers from skaters that are lesser known, which is great. Because you don't really get a spotlight unless you are, like, super, super good. And, like, for me, I'm, like, not even the best skater. But, like, I share myself, like, everything. I just was really raw with myself. So I think that's why people are, like, cool. Because there's definitely people that started skating after me that have surpassed me. But I'm a turtle skater. I'm fine. I'm just cruising. And, like, (laughs) I I tell everyone, I'm, like, I'm just your auntie here on roller skates. And I'll answer your questions. I can teach someone how to do something before I can do it. (laughs) Like, I'm that person. Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, we'll we'll have to reach out to them and link this in the show notes too. This episode honestly just feels like an intro to fat <laughs> skating. Like I feel like there's so much under the oh under to the surface to the, cover. I forgot the most important thing. So a lot of people couldn't find each other. Like fat skaters were like, "How do we find each other?" And yes. we need a hashtag. So I created a hashtag called uh, "Fat Skate Love," and 
it's oh going God. wild okay. it's only been out for like a couple of months but like more and more people are using it and they like i started following it and i love it because now my feed is just full of fat skaters and it's like they're here <laughs> like hashtag fat skate yes. love i love that <laughs> a bunch of our listeners like when we were like what we want to talk to a fat <laughs> skater who should uh-huh. we talk to they were like this person's our icon <laughs> like they love you i know i made a joke one time so i'll do like ig lives and i'll do my makeup and just talk with my followers and i was like sometimes i feel like i'm the patron saint of fat skaters <laughs> and i actually turned it into an art piece oh it's gosh. like trying not to give into the clout and like i don't want it to be like I forget where I came from and like why I'm doing what I'm doing. So like I feel like I'm always trying to like push things. So that's why like I fought for like getting the plus size clothing to start happening. I fought for um, the bigger pads and then it's like baby steps because when this goes, I can do something else. So I just trying to be that champion and then see what happens. Like because through skating, I was able to quit my day job and uh start my own like art s- company and just sell my art and like i'm doing that now yeah that. so it's just like yeah <laughs> tell us about okay first tell us about other fat roller skaters that you want to shout out if Ooh, you support. that would be the creators of chub club that's gonna be kate and skates and bird brain they're amazing there's this trick called shoot the duck and this is like you get down on the ground and you, it's like a pistol squat in your skates and like i okay. asked someone one time and she was like i'm fat our guts get in the way it's impossible fat skaters can't do it and i was just like okay i, I don't even know what i'll try then and then like <laughs> bird brain was like that's a lie you can do it and she sent me all these videos and you just see her little t- and i'm like what the heck like yes thank you and kate and skates too like she's over there like jumping on her toe stops and doing like kicks and stuff and i'm like this is what i need like i need like because yeah. i don't want i'm like People look up to me, but I'm like, I need to look up to someone. <laughs> like, I need yeah, someone. Yeah, <laughs> that community is so important. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So those are my two favorite. There's also a teacher. Her, her Instagram's on private, but she goes by uh, Betsy Cat, and she's a kindergarten teacher, I believe. And she skated every day for a year, and she started doing all these crazy like drop-ins and like jumping over things just insane stuff. And I just, I don't know, I just love it specifically when I see fat skaters jump. Because everyone yes. says we can't jump. And I'm like, we can jump. <laughs> like, Hell yeah. But yeah, so it's starting to get better. A lot of the fat skaters are pretty new. So like, it's it's finally like I'm starting to see kind of that trend jump where people are realizing they can skate. Because there definitely wasn't this many fat skaters when I started. And I'm just like, yes, it's happening. A revolution. <laughs> That's I want to have like a fat skater meetup one day when like the pandemic's over. Ugh. That would be like like how I have like fat pool parties. I want to have a fat rollout. Yes. Like that'd be great. Oh my god. <laughs> That would be so fun. Okay, hit us up in 2027 whenever we're allowed out. Yeah, and you should start skating now so you'll be ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, I got to order my skates so that they come in October yes. or whatever. <laughs> As a wrap up, tell us about your Etsy and tell us about any links you want to yeah, shout out to support definitely. you. Uh, so Fat Girl has Moxie on everything. I have an Etsy where I sell art prints and stickers. And then I also have a Kofi. So I accept you can buy me a cup of coffee for three dollars or more and that's also at fat girl has moxie and that's just to help me get art supplies and just kind of keep like doing all the content that i'm trying to supply to the community 
And if you do buy skates or any kind of skate gear from moxieskates.com, if you use code SHOVE, S-H-O-V-E, you get 5% off and I get commissions. So it also kind of helps me fulfill my dreams of not working nine to five in a job I hate. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So you heard it here. If you want to buy skates or stickers, <laughs> go to SHOVE's links that we're going to put in the show notes and support Shub. That's amazing. I love all those things. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Is there anything I forgot to ask you before we wrap up? Oh, I don't think so. I don't know. I have a question for you. What is it? So when are you going to get some roller skates? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have this pair of roller skates that I don't actually know if I can like skate in them. <laughs> I got them like two or three years ago for a photo shoot that April, my former mm-hmm. co-host and I never ended up actually doing together. Like we were going to do a roller skating photo shoot and I are like, like doing like a thing. And then I found these roller skates on Facebook marketplace and they were like some sort of promotional skates by Too Faced, oh, the yeah. makeup brand. Mm-hmm. So they're like pink and glittery, but I don't even like I was thinking about digging them out and seeing like I remember they like pretty much fit but I don't know anything about like how to make sure skates fit uh, and like yes. how, what they should you know what I mean I just but feel like gonna, I wanna we know you like bike shorts we know you like vintage true. t-shirts just imagine that look with like true. a nice skate and a cute sock true how cute would you look skating down the beach <laughs> Okay, it sounds pretty fun. You know, another I'll thing, too, it. people always ask me, like, how can you skate around in these short shorts? Chub rub. Guess what? I've never gotten chub rub while skating. But when I'm walking no, all the, the time. The point, of, <laughs> the point of short shorts slash bike shorts is they don't they prevent yep. chub rub. That's the yep. point. I love those. Exactly. Yeah, they're the best. Okay, I am obsessed with the aesthetic of it, I have to say. I love it. It's so cute. Okay, you got me. I'm going to message with you on Instagram about this. i got to build up my courage to do it. We'll just wait till the world's open and we'll have to meet at a skate rink or something. That way you don't have to commit. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay, we're going to wrap up this incredible conversation. Thank you so much, Shav, for being here with us and telling us this incredible introduction to skating while fat. And we'll put all the things we talked about in the show notes and – I think we're going to have some follow-up probably because I feel like a lot of our listeners are going to want to like have more questions about fat skating. <laughs> oh, it's endless so, questions. Ask me anything. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Thank you so much for being on Thanks the show. Thanks for having talk me. To you soon. <laughs> okay. Bye. And that's our show. Producing SAF in COVID times is made possible by our beloved patrons. Special thanks to Anna Phoenix, Kat Palavita, who's one of our lovely sponsors from a couple seasons ago, Lauren Reichel, Charlotte Rog, Renee Amador, Gianna Catanzaro, Melissa Moon, Lydia Cuistra, Emily Stamp, and Aaron Marziale. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry if I said your name wrong. Let me know if you want me to say it again. This week, your call to action is to check out Activation Residency. This call to action comes to us from Ahana. They say, 
At Activation Residency is an amazing Black queer-run expanded arts organization that is fundraising right now for their new initiative, Respite as Resistance. Happening this fall, where Black Indigenous people of color frontline activists can have a retreat-style healing session along other activists and BIPOC healers and leaders, and they'll all get paid too. It's an awesome thing. Please look into it if you have a chance. Thank you so much to the Hannah who sent us that. We will link to them in the show notes. If you have suggestions for calls to action or for organizations for us or the family to check out, you can always email or DM us. I love having a community that wants to shout out their favorite orgs and I love knowing about Activation Residency. Thank you, Hannah. She's All Fat was created by me, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Quio, who graduated. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show so we can grow the family. Our ads are done in partnership with Acast. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, you can get started at acast.com or send us an email. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to fyi at she'sallfatpod.com. Our theme music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish. And our logo is by Hannah Sanger. Layla Oweda is our brand new editor. Lynn Barbera and Yelly Cruz produced this episode. Our thin crony forever is Maria Wortel. I am our host and co-producer. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Stay safe out there. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.